Today on the Diz List, we discuss the Disney Vacation Club. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob, and today we discuss the Disney Vacation Club, also known as, frequently called on our show, DVC. So a lot of times we'll discuss and we kind of throw in these acronyms and things that we know what they are, but not everybody who is listening knows what it is. So when you hear us say DVC, that's what we're going to be discussing and going into in depth today. The Disney Vacation Club. Before we get to the list about why I love being a DVC member, if you haven't checked us out on social media, be sure to follow along on Twitter and Instagram at DizListPod. If you're enjoying the show, follow us and leave a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find out more about how to support us by visiting our podcast homepage, anchor.fm slash thedizlist. That's anchor.fm slash the hyphen diz hyphen list. So this week... We had, well, quite a bit of news. There's actually a lot that we can talk about, but one thing that really caught my eye in sort of the world the the world of Walt Disney World is they announced that Blizzard Beach is going to be reopening with Frozen theming. Did you see that, Nick? I saw a little bit about it. I was a little mad because I, was, I had put my, my eggs in the, come on, they're going to make this the next gate. Come on. Yeah, be the see, this is, this is what I wanted <laughs> you to talk about a little bit. So, yeah. uh Tell us your theory, and I wish that this had happened, but so what been, did you think was going to happen? It had been closed for so long, I thought they could possibly have done some work in there, scrap it as a water park, and turn it into a fifth gate. There's no reason to have two water parks in my mind, but, you know, I get it. It's hot in Florida, and the infrastructure's already there, and Bob Chapek, Chipek, whatever his name is, doesn't really <laughs> want to pay. <laughs> well... The infrastructure part I thought was really interesting. It's a really cost-effective way to open another park. Plumbing's all there. Plumbing's there. Yeah. Parking's there. Yeah. All those things. Food, vendor, like booths and stuff. Yeah. And so where we live, we live near, um, it's not Six Flags anymore. It's just, it's called no, Darien it is. Lake. It is. is it still Six Flags? It, it's back to Six Flags. Okay. Yeah. So at Six Flags, it's sort of this hybrid park. You have water park and you also have the roller coasters and everything else. Yeah. Why can you not do that in Florida? Why could you not be in your bathing suit part of the day? Is that I mean, I hate those parks. Well, I do for too. That reason, but I like, do too. But I don't. I don't think that's a rule that you can't do. No, it that way. I, I. I don't think you can't do it. I just wish they would recognize that, like they are the the clock is ticking. They're a couple years away from losing a large number of of visitors to universal they just are so epic universe is the third gate for universal studios and we've talked about it a little bit but again i people that are first-time listeners i want to make sure everybody knows what we're referring to here epic universe is a brand new park from universal and it's not directly connected i believe it's kind of further across it's actually kind of where my uncle used to work it's part of the um it's Lockheed Martin property that I think they sold to Universal, I believe. And they're putting in 
Let me see. What are the different themed lands? Well, there's... Nintendo's the big one. Nintendo's the big one, and it, they're <clears throat> they're making a lot of progress on it too. Yeah. Did you see the? That... Did you send me the reel? Yes. Somebody. Yeah. This is hilarious. Yeah. The reel that showed like a picture of Tron and, and its progress in the last six months, and it's like, oh look, we've got lights on, and then like they showed the progress at the. At, at Universal's Epic Universe, and it's like, oh wow, they like literally built a park. Yeah, interesting. In that amount of time, yeah. it's incredible. So they have the Donkey Kong roller coaster that they showed. It looks so cool. Yeah. So they have that. There's a Universal Monsters area that I'm really looking forward to. There is uh, talk about how to train your dragon, but I'm not sure. No, I think that's going. Other, in there. That is going yeah, in there. I think so. I, I don't. We're Disney people. And then, <laughs> then, then I know. For sure, they're putting in another Harry Potter area for sure. So yeah. I think it'll be all three parks have a um, section for Harry Potter, which is brilliant. If you have it, use it. Yeah, it's an interesting route to go, considering the back the the backlash. I think that that what they're trying to do to to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling is to like continue to make stuff that is only that has nothing to do with her having written it but the, i think the backlash from uh the lgbtq plus community is is justified and still some of the money that comes from these royalties are is going to jk rowling yeah. whether whether or not it was developed by her or not so i, I think it's interesting that they're leaning into that but hey it's a it, it's a gate that that disney's not opening yeah and and yeah to loop, loop it back to disney you know they're I mean, there's a new ride here or there. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited. That new Guardians of the Galaxy ride is unbelievable. And then before that, we had Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Also, well, not quite unbelievable, but very fun. Very, very fun. Yeah. Um, But I think Disney might want to get going. Either expand Magic Kingdom like they're talking about or really think about... Uh, we call them people eaters. They need more people eaters because everything is so overcrowded. They need money makers. Yeah, they and do. That's what that's what JPEG looks at. And unfortunately, I don't think that while while Epcot brought in more more visitors due to having um, Guardians open, I don't know that the money changed. I think it just changed what park people were going to. Yeah, but. Who knows? We'll see. Anyway, uh, feel free to weigh in on that on social media as well. And um, we're pretty excited to get into our main segment here, which is going to be DVC. So um, hopefully this week we can, maybe they'll we'll finally have our Skittles ad. So we'll be right back after the Skittles <laughs> halftime show. Welcome back from the Skittles Halftime Show featuring Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. Was he singing or was he lip-syncing Weird Al songs? I'm curious. I mean, could you tell? I, who knows? Uh, it's When it's difficult to tell, it usually means they're actually singing and doing an impression. My favorite was when he sang, Eat It. <laughs> I haven't thought about that video in years. Uh, yeah. So this movie is exclusively a Roku movie? Is this right? I think so. I think it's a Roku movie. I'll look that up in a minute too. Anyway, I'm like I said, I'm very excited to to get to um, today's topic, and that is DVC. 
So again, DVC means Disney Vacation Club. And I think the best way to start is with the most basic of, since I'm not part of Disney Vacation Club, uh, I'll give you sort of my basic overview. And then what this is going to be is we had a lot of our listeners submit questions for Nick. And Nick, you also have a top five. Yeah, for actually, um, at Friend Like Ellen, she um, she always comments on her stuff. And she asked what my favorite part of being a member is. And I said, you know, it is the Diz list, so maybe I'll have a list for you. Okay, great. So, so when we, we get to Friend Like Ellen's, we'll do our top five right there. Yeah. So back to what I was saying earlier here. So the Disney Vacation Club is probably the easiest way to describe it is it's sort of like a timeshare, right? So you own a piece of Disney property, right, Correct. Nick? Correct. Yeah, I have literal deeded land in Florida. Like if you go to the Orange County Register, you can find, you look up, if you looked up my name, I have property in Florida, in Orange County. And when you uh, purchase this, it's it's similar to like a mortgage, and there's closing costs, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all. This stuff's fascinating. Now, I've had these conversations many, many times with with Nick and his wife, and my wife will sit around and we'll we'll chat about it. And I'm I wouldn't say I'm on the fence. This is definitely something that my wife and I are are considering doing at some point. Um, but I will say that and last summer, uh, Nick has a good amount of points, which he's going to get into the points in a second. We rented points. So just know you can purchase DVC through Disney itself. You can purchase DVC through an outside company. Correct. Or you can rent DVC points for like a specific year. Should we start there or should we get into sure, the questions? Why, not, why don't I explain kind of how you can become a member? Sure. And then we can get into some questions. So you can become a member through purchasing direct or through resale. Now direct comes with supposedly some perks. Um, now that's all done online through Disney's website. Well, you wouldn't, I mean, yeah, I guess you could. Like, I can add on online. In order to do this, you would call um, Disney. You would get um, a worker from a cast member who works with DVC. They would be basically like your real estate agent. They call okay. them a guide. Um, they would then uh, set you up with a contract that, that you feel or they feel fits what you're describing or that you've told them specifically you want. There are not not every resort that is part of DVC is actively selling. You can get on wait lists for ones that are sold out. But essentially what you would do is then, you know, they, you could sign the contract that day. You could be done and dusted and have points in your account within 24 hours. Wow. Now, the other end is resale, which is how I own. Um, I don't feel that the current benefits of being a direct member outweigh the cost for a significant amount less per point um you can purchase resale and there's a number of different resale sites out there so i um, could be somebody that bought dvc x number of years ago right yep. and i'm deciding hey i don't really need it anymore correct so i contact one of these various websites that you can name later if you want to i go to that website and i say hey i'd like you to sell my DVC points for me. 
they take a, a portion of it, and then uh, you know, Dizless Nick goes online and purchases it from that person, right? Yeah, Is that how it works. They're basically just a typical real estate agent, right? Okay. They they accept your listing, they promote your listing. You uh, a buyer buys that listing, and then they get their their commission, right? Okay. Um, that process is long and it's not for somebody who is, um, uh, not, not fond of waiting. Uh, and it's also, you know, possible that Disney buys back that contract cause they have the right of first refusal whereby if I'm offered a contract that they feel is too low of a cost that they themselves would like to buy back at that cost they can buy it at that cost and take it from me hmm. and that can happen 30 days after my contract was accepted it could happen wow 40. really it could happen 45 days after my contract I didn't know so that. all the way up until we close on the contract they pretty much have the opportunity to do so okay so um, I'm gonna start working in some of these questions because yeah. this one's relevant so this is from Caleb Berg and Caleb says do I have to sell my children or a kidney to join? <laughs> Which leads us into kind of where we are right now with, with cost. So this part can be a little tricky. Yeah. And this is uh, kind of start by letting everybody know what, what the points are and how points are related to dollars. Yeah. I'd like to do actually those first three questions all at once because they all have okay. to do with money. All right. Let but me, I, let but, me but, pop but, through them then. Yeah. Uh, the other one too, uh, first time mouse says how do you justify the up, upfront cost okay th obviously that that meets that too and friend like ellen is it still worth it if you can't pay off your contract immediately okay perfect the, all three of those are gonna relate to what we're talking about now yeah so, so start with what the point <laughs> is how points convert to dollars and then we'll get to <laughs> how we can sell our children and our kidneys uh how can we justify the yeah. upfront cost and is it worth it if you can't pay off that contract immediately? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the answer is you do not have to sell your children or a kidney. However, it would be convenient. <laughs> it's not cheap. Look, um, let's let's talk about how I came to own DVC. I'll describe the, the whole process and whatnot. Um I do not own DVC because I'm independently wealthy. I own DVC because I made the purchase in May of 2020 during the um, immediate result of COVID on DVC prices was they tanked for about a month. And that was it. And then they skyrocketed and actually got higher. Yeah, because everybody um, panicked and thought, oh, this yeah. may be over. Yep. Yeah. I'm selling. I'm out. Yep. So I bought in at a very low price. Um, otherwise, I would not have purchased because it is a large purchase. That said, I also paid completely upfront um, for a large chunk of points. And I was only able to do that because I unfortunately lost my father in the spring of 2019. And I wanted to kind of honor him and what he loved about life, which was family more than anything else. And so... Uh, I used some of the money from his passing and from, you know, uh, life insurance uh, without getting into too many details um, to purchase Disney Vacation Club. And yes, it's a very large purchase. Um, so to justify an upfront cost of paying it all upfront, 
initially the only way I could justify it was that I had this money and I wanted to honor what my father would have loved, which is making memories with family. Yep. Um, that said, mathematically speaking, it can be justified. I was actually having a conversation with a friend like Ellen after she asked me that question about, you know, is it really worth it? Um, and her question was kind of two part there where is it worth it? And is it worth it? Um, if you have to finance, the answer is mathematically speaking, it is depending on where you buy and how much you pay. So I purchased at the Polynesian for a very, very reasonable price. Like you can't get Saratoga Old Key West, you can't get some of the cheaper resorts on Walt Disney World property for what I paid for my poly points. Now, where it works is you purchase points, and then it costs a certain number of points per night. So, for instance, in the summer, this next summer, 24 points gets you a standard room at the Polynesian for one night on a weekend. 21 points during the week. Now that drops and can go up depending on the time of year, but 24 points for the Polynesian room um, is is, a, good. is for a weekend, right? Is that pretty good comparatively? Yeah. No, I mean, you can get much cheaper. Okay. You can get much cheaper. So I purchase points. I have a total number of points. I get to use those points that year. Um, you know, if you have 100 points, you have 100 points to spend, or you can bank them into the next year. So what I did when I justified this cost, so how do I justify it, was I looked at how much it was costing me per point per year. So let's say that it was $150 per point. It wasn't, but let's say it was. And I know that at the time there's 40 years left on the contract. I divide 150 divided by 40. And actually I would add in the closing costs in there and I would divide that by 40 years to figure out. And, and, and that would tell me how much per point I'm spending for the life of the contract. I then add in my dues because each um, resort has annual dues you need to pay, which includes uh, um, maintenance, maintenance, parking, parking is a big one. Yep. Um, maintenance, parking, you know, just general upkeep, um, your share of the cost of like how mousekeeping services and <laughs> Mouse, like mousekeeping yeah and the uh and the landscaping and stuff like that um so when you add all that in it worked out to 200 i just checked today i went and looked and, and did the calculations if you paid up front what well, i paid up front for my poly contract with my dues this year my one weekend night at the poly would cost me in monies, my actual money. Like if I converted the way that I just talked about converting points, it would cost me $247 per night on a weekend to stay at the poly. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Because with the current discounts that are out, you're talking that it's not that much different than staying at a moderate during the week. Now, if I had chosen to finance most finance periods, for DVC are anywhere from five to 10 years. And it's not a cheap, uh, APR. It's like 10% or more, uh, but a lot of people do it for five years, pay it off in five years with 10%. If I had done that on my same contract, 
I would be looking at the added cost with the interest I paid would make my per night stay this weekend or this summer be $280 a night, which is still not extremely bad. reasonable for mm-hmm. a Disney vacation. Yeah. Okay. So the other re- the other way that I can justify the upfront, excuse me, the upfront cost is that I can rent this stuff out, which we'll get to a little bit later, but I can rent these points out as I have done to Rob already, but yep. like to, to strangers if I wanted to. And on top of that, um, DVC is one of the only timeshares that currently holds value. Now, could that change tomorrow? Sure. Disney could tank, and all of a sudden, you know, on the resale market, I can't sell this. Right now, that is not the case. My my contract is worth way more now than it was when I bought it. It has gone up. I'm not saying to go out and invest. It's not an investment by any means. It is an investment in your family. It's an investment in memory. It's not a financial investment because it will eventually diminish in its value as the years left on the contract go. But that's how I justified it, is now I can have a vacation with my family until the year 2066 at the Polynesian all the way through. You know, I can ha- and, and it doesn't have to be at the Polynesian, which we'll get to later as well. But Yeah, and that's interesting too. Um, so I guess let's, let's get back to which resorts. I mean, you, you mentioned a couple of them there. You mentioned Saratoga Springs. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Old Key West, uh, so we know those two. But um, Jessica is asking, uh, what places are or which resorts essentially are are part of DVC? And it's it's a good chunk of them. And I'll say yeah. before you answer this question, there isn't a bad one. No, every resort you're about to say, I've been to the majority of them. They're all incredible. So, the specific question that Jessica had asked was about Walt Disney World, but I'm going to give you all of them. Sure, West West Coast yeah. and beyond. So, yeah. So at Walt Disney World itself, you have Old Key West, you have Beach Club, you have Boardwalk, you have Boulder Ridge, which is that Wilderness Lodge, you have Copper Creek, which is that Wilderness Lodge. That's two different parts. It's yeah. like kind of is it the north and south or an east and west? I think it's north and south. There they are. So Copper Creek is kind of attached to the actual lodge, and Boulder Ridge is a completely separate building. Okay. Um, you have Saratoga Springs. You have Bay Lake Tower, which is that contemporary. You've got the Polynesian. You have Grand Floridian. You have Animal Kingdom Lodge. And then you have the newest is the Riviera. That's at Walt Disney World. Yep. So at Disneyland, you have the Grand Californian, and that's it currently. However, Villas at Disneyland Hotel is coming. Yep. So that's incoming. Um, On the East Coast, you also have Hilton Head Island Resort. You have Vero Beach, and then in Hawaii, you have Aulani. Um, coming to Walt Disney World soon, they've already broken ground and stuff, is uh, the Poly 2, I'm going to call it. Sure. We don't really know whether it's going to be part of the original Poly, whether it's going to be something like Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek, which are two different entities. We can't really speak to that. So. And this is being put in sort of on the west this end? Is, this is literally going where the old... Um, show what dinner show was where the luau was right literally there okay between between the poly and grand floridian so when we stayed there last summer it was it looked like a big heap of rubble <laughs> yeah when yeah. you when you ride the monorail around but uh you know as awful as it looks at some point it's going to be looking pretty stellar but i, I would say that's uh, <laughs> that's definitely an opinion because some people were not too happy with the artist renderings 
So what if Disney World on YouTube had a question? I think it relates exactly to what we're talking about right now. And that that is, Nick, what do you think of the new Poly Tower? So I am, am completely in favor of it as far as I didn't think it looked that bad. I know a lot of people thought that it didn't look good. I know a lot of people thought that it looked like a rebranding of the um, reflections. Reflections. And I don't really care. I mean, it's more modern, sure. Um, Is it as kitschy um, Polynesian tiki culture as the original? No, but it's not meant to be. Um, I trust them to do what's right because I've seen what the Riviera looks like. Now, I don't necessarily like the Riviera Resort as for me, but what it is and what it's supposed to be does exactly what it was supposed to do, which is to evoke that that um, European vibe. I believe they will do uh, the Polynesian, uh, the original Polynesian hotel and resort. I think they will do it justice when they build this. I am stoked. I am super happy that they're adding this because we currently, as Polynesian members, do not have access to a one-bedroom two bedroom option other than the bungalows and I do not have bungalow money. I don't have bungalow points. They're very, very expensive. The bungalows are the ones that have the long uh, ramp and they're actually in the middle, not in the middle, but they're sort of situated over top of the water. Correct. Yeah. They are to, to put it in perspective, they cost um, six times the amount per night. So for six nights in a studio, I get one night in a bungalow. I don't have that kind of, kind of point balance, Um, (laughs) but you know, we don't have that option that other resorts do. Now the, here comes the issue is I don't know. And nobody knows yet whether it's going to be part of the original or the original um, association, meaning that I would technically be a member there just like they did over at, Grand Floridian, when they changed one of the buildings over to a DVC, they, they're they still part of the original association. Or if they're going to do it like Copper Creek, where... They, they could call it something entirely differently, right. like Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek right. they at could. the Wilderness yeah, Lodge. They could. They definitely could. Um, I am in a spot where I have enough points that I feel comfortable with the situation that if it is a brand new association, and if they keep the restrictions that are on... Um, you know, for me as a resale buyer booking at new resorts, um, I am certainly in a spot where I would probably sell my current poly points resale and then purchase the corresponding number of points, um, dollar wise in the new poly, because then it would open me up as a direct member. That's the only reason I would ever own direct. So that purchase with the, the new tower would have to go directly through Disney and well, it wouldn't have to, but you, you would want it to because the restrictions – let me explain the restrictions thing because I, I realize people don't know necessarily. If you own resale, you can only use them at the original 14. So remember that list I just named off. Currently, you cannot use those points to stay at Riviera. Um, likely, you will not be able to use those points to stay at Disneyland Hotel or at the villas at Disneyland Hotel because likely they will keep those – uh, restrictions. Um, the other thing is if you, if you purchase resale at those places, 
then you can only use them there. So if I bought a resale contract at Riviera, I cannot use my points elsewhere. That's crazy. But currently, I can use my points at any of the original 14 with the exception, any of the original 14. I can't use it at Riviera. It's the only place I can't currently use my points to book a stay. I mean, I can't use my Grand Cal, but not because I'm restricted to, but because it's impossible to get a hotel room at the Grand Cal. So Jessica's question fits perfectly right now with kind of my own sub question here. What does the home resort mean? And do you get more benefits there? Sub question. Yep. Can I only buy through Disney right now at Riviera? Cause it's the only new one or is Disney selling through other resorts? I know that's kind of, Two, so, two big questions. Yeah. Start first with home resort and then from there transition into where can I buy directly from Disney now? Right. So Jessica's question about what does it mean? It means that I my property deed that's recorded in Florida is at the Polynesian. I own a part of the Polynesian. What that does for me, the benefit it does for me, is it means that I can book that resort 11 months out. It's the only extra benefit by owning at Poly. I don't get special merch. I don't get anything different at Poly. I don't get treated differently at Poly. But it means that at 11 months from my day that I plan to check in, I can book a room at the Polynesian. Everybody else who has any other home resort has to wait until seven months out. So that from 11 months to seven months, only people who own at their at that resort are allowed to book there. So for me, that resort is the Polynesian. If you if I owned at Beach Club, then from 11 months to seven months, only I would I would be able to book there. At the seven month day, so on the day that it hits seven months, I can modify my reservation to any available DVC resort, anything. So a few years ago, I modified our poly stay to be staying at Beach Club, and we got a one-bedroom at Beach Club. But before that, did you book at the Polynesian just I, in case? I do. Um, really, it does not make sense. So there are two schools of thought when it comes to the poly, to uh, DVC, and it's one school is um, buy where you want to stay. The other school is buy where you wouldn't mind staying. So I bought where I want to stay. So I want to stay at the poly. I am totally cool with staying at the poly every year. Do I like to see things? Do I like to go to Bay? Would I like to go to Bay Lake Tower and Animal Kingdom and all these other places? Yes, but I am. I love the poly. Right. So you're never bummed out if right. you, if you exactly. there isn't availability right. at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Right. The other school of thought is for people who probably don't plan as far out as I do. And that is book where you don't mind staying. So if for instance, I owned at Saratoga, Saratoga has got a lot more inventory. And so it rarely sells out as far as the rooms go in that seven month window. So as a result, if I owned at Saratoga, I can just wait till the seven month mark, try to get what I want. And then say, well, I can't get what I really want, so I'm going to stay at Saratoga and waitlist the other stuff. So, and can you remind me again what was your what was your secondary question? So my my sub question is if if today I decide okay I'm I'm I want to buy direct from Disney right. today, and I talk to my agent I forgot what term you used your for the guide your yeah. guide I talk to my guide and I want to buy 
from Disney to get um, the perks. And mm-hmm. is one of the perks a, a merchandise discount? Yeah. You'd have to buy an awful lot of merch to justify it. Okay. I mean, prices are in the $200 a point. Okay. For To put that in perspective, currently, like the average uh, poly contract resale is going for like 165 So, so you're I'm- talking about like like almost an $80. I think poly is two. 230 direct 240 direct i can't remember exactly direct i don't ever look at the direct prices because i don't really ever plan on buying direct that's the sold out resort though if i'm looking at a direct at riviera i believe because that's one of the newer newest ones so there's yeah it's the newest one the uh well i mean it it depends on how you look at grand floridian because they converted grand floridian rooms into that so um riviera there's a so there's a Rumor about price hikes coming that'll put Riviera and Grand Floridian, I think, up to $207. Um, maybe it's even more than that um, per point. Either way. So, no, you can buy Riviera by resale. The issue is going to be that when you do so, um, you can only stay at Riviera. If you purchase Riviera direct you can use it for riviera and everything else and you get the perks and right now the perks involve very little it's the merchandise perk Mm -hmm. uh food perks which is basically i think it depends on where you're dining but you get percentages off of your meal and alcohol and the same thing is true about your merchandise you get a percent off you as a direct member can also go to the top of the world lounge which used to be a perk for every dvc member that has changed as now just a direct member perk. Um, and then you can also get things like early access to rides. Um, if they have, like if they're having a ride preview and you get moonlight magic, that's the biggest one. Moonlight magic is like an after hours party just for DVC members. Wow. Um, have you done that before? I cannot. I am a resale member. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> um, See, that's good. That's good. Cause yeah. like I, in my mindset, I'm thinking it's all the same, but you're kind of bringing me down to earth yeah. so that I'm realizing, okay, there's this I don't, a and yeah. B essentially. I don't think and C is rental, which we'll yeah. get to. Also. I don't think there is a justification in my mind financially for purchasing, uh, purchasing direct, but some people do and I get it and I totally understand, especially if you really, really want to stay at Riviera. Well, and this is kind of related to, so what if Disney World on YouTube also says, how did you decide on your home resort? And you sort of explain that a little bit. That is, if, if, if I'm understanding this correctly, it's where do you not mind staying or where do you want to stay? And for yeah. you, it was Polynesian and I'm, I'm with you. That's my favorite resort. So if I were to, to purchase there and I can't stay at any of these other places I want to, I'm never disappointed because the place is incredible. So the, so really though, there's more to it than that. So I also being a math guy by trade, I went through and (laughs) I set up a spreadsheet and looked at, this is the current cost per point. These are the number of years left on the contract. How much is it costing me per point per year for these points? And Believe it or not, with the dues at the level that they are, because Polynesian is is not expensive dues wise, um, and with the length of the contract, the Polynesian was the best financial decision, per, point per year decision, best value per dollar that I could get. Now that's since changed. 
Um, prices for poly have gone way back up. And then uh, Saratoga's gone up, but not as much. Saratoga's a gorgeous resort. We know some people who just stayed there on their honeymoon, and they loved it. And it's also very cheap dues and is has been completely redone. Um, and, and our that, friends, our friends too, one of the benefits of staying there for them was it's essentially boat. Well, it's a short boat ride, but it's walking distance to Disney Springs. Yeah. And that's really what they were looking for to be able to yeah. do, do the dining and, yeah. and the shopping. Yeah. And, so yeah. it really depends on, to, de- to decide on your home resort really depends on who you are um, as a vacationer. For me, I have young kids. We know we want to spend time in the parks. Um, the monorail resorts offer you transportation to Magic Kingdom, Polynesian in particular, the DVC portion of po- Polynesian is right next to the TTC. You walk over, you can get to uh, Epcot or Magic Kingdom like instantaneously. It, it, it's for transportation purposes, it makes sense to stay at the Poly for me. Yeah, but, I remember the one day we were there, and I think all of you went back to the resort, and I. I said to my wife, I want to ride Haunted Mansion on yep. my own one more time. And I think from the finish of that ride from Haunted Mansion to to get all the way back to the hotel, I think it was 15 minutes. And that's a crazy short amount of time. It's a lot shorter than, I mean, it might have taken you that long plus some just to get to your car had you driven it. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. wild. So we've talked about A, and that is purchasing directly through Disney. Mm-hmm. Okay. B is a resale DVC purchase. Uh, and there's a, do you want to talk specifically about where you purchased from or do you have, do I mean, you want to mention any of those websites or are they, uh, they're super easy to find. If you are looking for one, uh, we're not sponsored by anybody that is involved with the DVC game. Well, can you but at least you, list yeah, a couple oh, no, no, that yeah, you look at? Yeah, I will. Absolutely. So dvcstore.com or timesharestore.com. Um, they're kind of the, it's the same, the, that URL will take you to both places or to the same place. Um, DVC, uh, resale market. Um, you've got the DVC shop. Uh, you've got buy and sell DVC. Uh, my latest contract add on, which by the way, I'll get into, uh, I won't, I'll just say it now. If you purchase DVC block, all of the resale sites on your browser, because otherwise you will buy more points. It's add-on-itis, we like to call it. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, I stayed in that one bedroom. I would like to have enough to stay in a two-bedroom. It's crazy. Um, but for real, um, uh, the last one I bought was through Fidelity Resales, which is actually if you were to call Disney and say, I can't afford this, or you know, there was a divorce and now we need to sell this, they will direct you currently, I believe, to Fidelity Resales. is kind of like their go-to because they won't sell it. They won't buy it back from you, but they will direct you where to go. And it's usually to Fidelity. Fidelity was what I just dealt with. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of different places. So then rental. So <laughs> these places that you just mentioned. Some you, of them rent out, too. That's that's what I was going to get to. So, um, the, you know, obviously it's this process is a lot, okay? Sometimes, like me, I just want to rent points from somebody who's a DVC person. Now I had a very different experience because I'm renting points from the person I'm sitting next to right now. So obviously that's probably the easiest situation. Yeah. So what, what Nick did, it's a lot cheaper. Right. And you, so you booked the, the block for everybody and then let Disney know that 
I was going to be using these points. Mm-hmm. And then the other side note too, if you're thinking financially, what we did was we, I just paid Nick directly. I don't know. We Venmo or check or something. doesn't matter. But so we paid him directly and then, and then what happens? So regardless so, whether it's Nick or, or I'm renting from someone, what happens on the back end? So honestly, it's no different than when you make your reservation yourself, you get a reservation number and then you tie that to your My Disney experience, right? That's right. That's right. So when I made the reservation, I get a reservation number. I put one room mm-hmm. I put into My Disney experience. Um, the other room I put, you know, I had given them your information, but I gave you the reservation number mm-hmm. that you put that into your My Disney experience or and, whatever it's called now. And you're right. It looked no different than the other yep. times that I've gone. It just showed up like anything else yeah. in, in my um, in my room and my the, Disney experience. The main difference for me is that when I sign into my DVC like homepage, my dashboard, I could see, you know, all my reservations and Rob's reservation was one of them. Um, when I first went the my first trip to Disney actually we rented points at the poly and that was a different experience that one I rented not through a third party directly from somebody I had never met right and, <laughs> and, and that's what my buddy Mikey was asking this too you know can I can I trust that and that's hard it's a hard thing to answer right I mean so what do you what do you tell Mikey I say that if you find them on a reputable website and they come with references, and there is a contract, which there's arguments as to whether or not that contract is binding. I say that it's that it's safe. That said, I think looking back, I am shocked knowing me that I did that because it would have been just a few dollars more to go through, um, you know, a rental store, DVC rental store, or David's is a very very popular one. The difference is. This guy had poly points and they didn't because at that time, a lot of poly owners weren't willing to rent their stuff out. They wanted to go and use them. And so you'll run into that where you might not be able to rent the points at the place you want to unless you go directly to someone. This person had a ton of of references. They had a contract. He even uh, provided for me his employer and his employer's uh, like address. Jeez. So that way, if... He's like, you can verify I'm, I'm employed here. If something happens and I don't come through with it, like this is, you know, you can feel free to contact them and tell them I stiffed you. He worked in the financial industry. So like, I think that would have been a problem. He was stealing money from somebody. Uh, so <laughs> well, I, I will tell you right now that it was safer. It was safe. Um, I don't know that I would do it that way again. Cause I, but it did save me a little bit of money and it guaranteed I was getting into the poly. Even renting, you're talking about usually $20 a point for like your premier resorts and you can get them down at 18, some of them. Um, you know, you're still saving over rack rate at most moderate resorts. But So uh, Nuchberger on Instagram asks, uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? No. no, no. <laughs> is, there, is there some type of insurance? So, I mean... I sort of know, but I sort of don't know. Um, also, so, that Nuchberger is me. That's why he's laughing. Uh, so, so um, first off, the answer to this question is yes and no. Yes, there is travel insurance that you can purchase. However, not to my knowledge, if you're going to rent through someone else. Like yeah. if you like if you rent from me, 
and I stiff you, there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do. Right. That said, if you rent from David's, if you rent through DVC Rental, if you rent through Timeshare Store slash DVCStore.com, those places do offer some level of protection. Now, to be perfectly clear, what I did where I had a private agreement is literally no different. It can be equally sketchy, right? Yeah. If I wanted to rent my points out on David's, I call up David's and say, hey, I want I have these points I want to rent out. They say, okay, thank you very much. Um, you know, we'll tell you if we find somebody. They find somebody who wants my wants to use my points. They call me, say, hey, can you make this reservation? I make the reservation. At no point do those do those points go to David's. They are mine. And I could cancel them for no reason. I could even technically I could try to sell my contract with those points you know, being used, I can't sell them. They can't go away yet. Um, cause Disney won't clo- let you close if you have a, have a reservation, but there's, there's nothing saying I couldn't just say, eh, you know what? I'm going to not do this and cancel the reservation that day. Now you'd get, in, you'd get in some legal trouble, obviously, but cause there is a contract you sign with David's and them. I don't, um, I don't know that you can get insurance though, through a private agreement. So had I decided to stiff Rob and his family, um, that would have obviously not, there would have been very little recourse that could have happened. Maybe PayPal, if he had paid me through something other than like, if he had paid me PayPal, but like not through friends and family, but goods and services, even then, I don't know. Even then, I don't know if it, what would have happened, honestly. So. Well, it's a lot, and I'm going to guess that anybody that's considering this is probably going to want to listen to this episode multiple times. Yeah. It's a lot of info, and you know, as you can hear, that Nick knows a lot about it. And, and um, the, the last thing I wanted to do is answer the, the question that a friend like Ellen had that I said, I promised her I'd give her a list. I said, you know, we are the Diz list af- after all. I promise I'll give you a list. So her question was. Well, this is a perfect way to end, yeah, actually. We, yeah. The Diz list with the list at yeah, the end. Your, yeah. So it's your top five things. for be, Top five things I love about being a DVC member. All right. Great. So number five is that I get to plan vacations constantly. Yeah. So like that's part of being a, a Disney vacation club owner is that like you're, you're planning 11 months out usually. And so you get home three weeks after you get home. If you're going at the same time every year, you're planning another one. Yep, it's time to think of round two yep. or three or four yeah. or five. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, number four is the premium accommodations. We've already kind of talked about the premium accommodations, but the fact that they're, they are, you're staying in deluxe resorts, really. So that's number four. Number three on my list is the flexibility. Now, you might think, well, how is it flexible? You own at Disney. you got to go to vacation at Disney. Wrong. I can rent my points out and I'm telling you right now, my points, if I rented out my year's allotment worth of points for the amount of money I would get, I could go on a very nice vacation to Europe. So like, yeah, I, it is very flexible. And that was part of the selling factor to my wife. The other side of flexibility is that I don't have to stay at the poly if there's availability elsewhere. And this includes Hawaii. This includes yes. Vero beach. Correct. Yeah. Uh, number two on my list of reasons why I, or things I love about being a DVC member is the familiarity. I have always said, I don't like going to vacation uh, at p- new places cause I feel out of place and it takes me three or four days to kind of feel 
comfortable. That's just the kind of traveler I am. Going to Disney every year, I feel comfortable. Even if I'm staying at a different resort, it's familiar. I know what I'm getting into. I know what my kids are getting into. It's The familiarity of it all is the big part for me. That's number two. Definitely. And my number one reason is that it's memories for a lifetime and more. And what the and more means is if, God forbid, something were to happen to me before the contract expires at the poly, which, I mean, the poly expires in 2066, there's a good chance that something will happen to me before 2066, or I certainly won't want to travel at that point. This is a piece of land that you can, in fact, leave to your heirs. So, like, I can definitely say that unless I sell it or they sell it, my kids have Disney vacations paid for them until 2066. That's cool. So, you know, at that point, you're talking my my son will be close to retirement age. (laughs) Wow. So, like, the fact that I have Disney vacations that far into the future paid for, um, granted, I have to pay dues, but to me, that's the hugest thing right there. It's that I am able to say that I have prepaid for memories for a lifetime and more. So, well, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I really hope that if this has sparked any interest in you, reach out to us on social media at Dizlist Pod, both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'll gladly answer anything. And if we get enough feedback, you know, we might do another episode. Yeah, we discussed that in pregame that if they if people listen to this and go, well, I'm interested, but what about X? What about Y? Yeah. What about Z? If those start coming in and we have enough of them, I mean. You know, we could throw that in at at the beginning part of our show if we have a question or two or do another full episode, which, you know, it's, it's always fun for me to talk to because, or it's fun to me to listen to because there's so many things that I feel like we, Nick and I have had this discussion so many times without the record button pressed that I, I feel like I know quite a bit, but I still, every time there's always something new that I'm like, Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that. Or I had forgotten about that. So the more I hear and the more I ask questions about it, the more clear it becomes. And then I feel comfortable because it's, it's a giant thing and it's, yeah. it, it's a big commitment. Okay. It's, it's like getting a tattoo. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's a big deal. So, um, but they welcome you home every time <laughs> they welcome you home. They do. <laughs> so they do. Uh, it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow folks. And, uh, tomorrow is just a list away and tune in next time and we'll see you real soon.